Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. I would normally say what, like, ARC churches say, you guys are a beautiful-looking bunch of people. We have the most good-looking people that come to our church. You're not ugly, but I ain't going to be one of those. So, um, Tom was telling you and talking to you about um, the things that have been going on in the church, and I've been elected to show you very briefly, I was told, because he knows I can talk. He said, do it in short form. So, I'm going to do this as briefly as I possibly can. Around this building, the reason why we can't go into a lot of the places is because there's exposed insulation. And so you're just not allowed to go into them. So that's one of the reasons why we're heavily limited into where we can, we can go. Um, but I'm going to show you some of the work that's been done. It wasn't this week. It was the following week. And even more has been done. We're aggressively trying to get this place back together. But we are fighting with the insurance company, and we will win. Amen. Yeah, they've, they've met the ugly side of hope. So between me and God, we're taking them down. So, yeah. First picture, please. Okay, this was the um, entry when, when the storm first came through. A lot of you guys, well, most of no one saw the before, and it's still in progress. We will get this place. It's not done. The ceilings have to be redone, the insulation. There's a lot of work that still has to be done out there. So this is, everything is in progress. There's no before and afters. I wish. There will be, though. Next. The next one is the kids' rock room. So kids' rock room, when it first started, there was nothing in there. And um, we used that as a storage place and, and a facility to feed people. Now the kids' rock room is back in action. It has been... Um, they've um, spray foamed it, so we've taken a step up. It's all spray foam now, and it's all paint, painted black. Um, and the flooring has to be redone and the stage, but that's still in progress. But at least it's functioning. Next. This is the kids' rock room um, that they used to do games in, because one side's games, one side's craft and snack. So that is now what we're using as the nursery. Go. This is also Kids Rock, before and after, or before and in progress. We got that room up, up and going. The carpets that we have in here, they're not going to stay. Um, everything's being redone. But what we did is we basically got all of this stuff as remnant, and we pretty much didn't pay anything for it. Praise the Lord. But all of this stuff, even the ceilings in all these rooms, they will be redone, new insulation and everything. Next. This is the um, toddler room. This is also on the Kids Rock side. That's what it looked like when we first went in. And this is what it looks like now. This room right here is what was the youth room. We also did Bible study in there. We have torn down the wall, um, which used to be, you'll see this wall right here. Um, this was what... Aaron used to call his boohoo room because he would cry every time he went into it because there was so much stuff that he had to go through from the previous church. So that wall right here has been torn down. 
or this wall's been torn down. Um, and now it's a, a bigger room. We're going to have a bigger youth room area. Praise the Lord. And all of the insulation has been spray foamed in there as well. Okay, go ahead. So all old insulation that got wet is gone and new insulation has been put in its place, spray foam. This is what used to be Trisha's room, which is Sidekicks. That room was, um, has 30 plus kids in it. And we had to split it up into two rooms because there were so many kids. We have taken down that wall that you see the house on, put in spray foam insulation. So all the insulation is now, this set shows a picture that it's gone. It's now all spray foamed, all painted, and it goes back all the way to the end. There's two bathrooms in there, and it's a complete huge room for our kids. Amen? God works everything for his good, right? We'll take it, and we'll make it better. So this is also the same room. So you can see it's a very large room now. Keep going. This was their puppet room. It's a hot mess still. Not much has been gone and going on in there, so keep going. And this room right here was the Bible study room. This is where um, a lot of like uh, married couples and things like that, that's what that room looked like. Now it's just a facility for us to store stuff in, but it's been cleaned up, and I think that one's it. Keep going, I think. Nope, I was wrong. You can keep going because these are the same pictures. This is um, Kids Rock where we stored a lot of stuff. Now they've put new drywall in because the whole wall and the bottom had to be replaced. Lots of drywall has had to be replaced throughout from the water damage. Keep going. That's it. So if you were to walk, amen. Thank you. If you were to walk along this area, this, these two walls took the biggest heat um, as far as not literal heat, rain, and that room over there, uh, they were heavily damaged by water, so a lot of drywall has been taken out, and new drywall and insulation has been put in. Come on, baby. All right, amen. It's weird coming up here with no music or anything. It's weird. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Let's give these guys a big round of applause. <laughs> I just wanted you to see what was happening inside the church. I don't think about it as I know generally what's happening, but not specifically. And there's some of the rooms there. I don't know where they are. <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah, there's a room. Uh, that's somewhere in the church. I don't know where, but it's there. But I just, I wanted you to know because I don't ever want you to think that we're not operating in excellence. The repairs that you've done, that we, you've seen done, is, have mainly, the, the insurance company gave us a lump sum, but we're out of money. And now we're, we'll use our own. That's always a little risky, but I'm not, we're not going to stop progress. But you're looking at a building that's got around $4 million worth of damage to it. That's not an, that's not an exaggeration. Private adjusters came in, 2.5 to $4 million worth of damage to this building. It doesn't look like that because we've created a mirage, and I wanted you to understand that it's a mirage because you might be wondering, you know, this is a great church, but why don't they have better things for kids? Well, that's what we did. They went underwater. So we're having to fix all these things, and we need to break through the, the insurance companies. Listen. It's funny because people think 
that if you're like politically conservative, you're on the, you're on the side of big companies. It's exactly the opposite. You're on the side of the working man. All these large companies are very evil. They lie. They endlessly lie. They support horrendous things like abortion. So they're not exactly, I'm not saying anything about this insurance company. I don't know what they believe or what they don't believe, but they certainly are not honest. And it's as simple as that. And how many more engineers are you going to send? How many more adjusters? It's already been done. The storm was September 28th. Give me, give me the money. Here's the thing. If you're an insurance company, you float around the entire time with free money. For years and years and years, the odds of Foundation Church ever making a claim were basically zero, but you got unlucky. So pay up. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the way it is. No matter what happens, if the insurance company closes tomorrow, God will rebuild this building. I'm not depending on them or anything like that. God, God has a plan for this building, for this property, and it cannot be stopped except by us, which is part of the message today. It has nothing to do with the property. But the only one that can stop the plan of God that, it, that is in cooperation with humanity is the human side of the equation. And that's it. So I just, I wanted you to see what's, you're out there, you might be thinking, man, there's weeds everywhere because everything's being torn up. Everything that you see will not be here. This room, when we are done, this ceiling will be gone. We're foaming everything. I don't know if anybody, if you know it, that these are all drop ceilings. They put lots and lots of weight on the roof. And what we're getting is a new roof called a TPO roof, which is a new roof on top of the old roof. So you want to alleviate other weight. This big, like, I don't know what you call this thing, a moat around here, most of that's going to be gone. It's going to be a giant, massive open room. This, all of this stuff will be pushed backwards. You'll see the entire stage with LED walls around, the, around and soundproofing around the room. That's what you will see. That's what, that's what will happen. It'll be totally different. So when you see around, well, there's a pile of garbage. That's because of FEMA. We, we, we had, we had a, con, a con, what do you call it again, a contract? A ticket with FEMA, and it's costing us $8,000 now because FEMA stinks. We had to harass FPL to come pick up their transformers. You know how Travis did it? Travis called him up and said, are you going to come get him? They basically said, well, we really can't tell you. He said, well, he said, well, you know what? I really can't tell you that I might not just drop them off at your place, at your office. As I told Travis, I said, we have the equipment. We have access to it because those things, you cannot come close to lifting them, but a machine can, and we'll load them up, and we'll drive them to their office, and we'll put them right in front of their door. I'm not messing around. I'm not, I'm not going to be ripped off or anything else. That's just the way it is. But I just wanted you to know, because right now, we are in the most heinous time in, a, in the life of Tom Lipley, which is a holding pattern, sort of. We are moving forward slowly, slowly, but it's a holding pattern. The roofing begins coming up, I believe, in a week or so. The roofing will start. You'll see the, what we're doing, again, is creating an illusion. Hopefully, you never even know the roof's being done. 
Hopefully nothing, because we're putting, doing it in a way that this room never has to be closed, just like we did with the storm. We did it in a way that this room does not have to be closed, because we don't close for anything, ever. We don't close. I don't care whether it's the devil or the government, which really are one and the same. It doesn't really matter to me as we're seeing unfold this week with the galactic lying. And here's the thing, if you're gonna go on national TV over and over and over again, oh, no, I just protest that somebody would take classified documents and bring them to Rome. <laughs> you're, you're dumb. Six years you've got classified documents in your own home at the, at the, at the UPenn Biden Center paid by the CCP and you go on national television? Oh, I just detest, I find it, I find it morally reprehensible. And the President of the United States can't even have classified documents. He, cla he declassified them all. And that goes for Obama, too, by the way. I'm an equal opportunity offender. And what do I mean by Obama? Listen, he's got 150,000 documents that they're looking for from the archives, but he can. He's the President. He can declassify them. He did. So this is the way it is. So listen, I want to tell you this. As you see these things happen around the United States, you cannot allow that to lower your head. See, a lot of times, I'll tell you this briefly again before I even get into the message. We need to be very loud and clear about what we're against. We need to be very loud and clear what we are for. Both. A lot, there's people that have left this church because we operate in the miraculous. So they're, they're all excited about being against transgenderism, which I couldn't be any more against it. Period. Against homosexuality, against COVID, against vaccinations. Totally against. But you also have to come in. Part of being the restraining is showing what you are for. Operating the miraculous, giving sight to the blind, raising the dead, raising the infirm. You have to do both. So nobody preaches anymore because one will offend the other. I don't care about offending. I don't care about offending. People will preach what they're against because they'll reach the Trump Christian. We're all against this. We're all against that. They'll reach the, they'll reach the Trump Christian, which by the way, I voted for Donald Trump. If he runs again, I don't know about him, between him and DeSantis. We'll see. I don't know. I want him to fight it out. Fight it out. I want to know who's best. I can tell you who's better on vaccines. That'd be Ronnie D. That's Ronnie D's better on vaccines. So let him find out. But you, you, you can appeal to right-wing Christianity. And I, there's nobody more right-wing in this room than me. I don't think there's many people in this room who own more bullets than I do. I know there's some. I know you are. But you better own over 10,000. I know who you are. I said not many people in this room. And say nobody. There's nobody more right-wing than me in this room. Nobody. But right-wing doesn't save anybody. Being conservative doesn't save anybody. We have, to be what, we have to be firmly out in front, vocally, without hesitation, showing, what, showing people what we are against. Jesus said what he was against. So we should say what we're against. Well, in this church, we only talk about what we're for. We're, we're, not, we're not sin conscious in here. We're grace conscious. Why? Is that the Bible says? Is that a Bible verse? That we're not sin conscious. We're grace conscious. That's not a Bible verse. You should be both. 
Bible is a big balancing act. I mean, faith and works and grace and works and many other things between, between religion and operating in freedom. You need to be showing what you are for through demonstrations of the power of God and you should be vocally saying what you are against, both without hesitation and in God's timing. He will open the door for both. For both. You go to some family gathering, hey, we're just letting you know that Uncle Tim is now Aunt Tammy. <laughs> he hasn't lopped anything off and he's still sleeping with his wife. However, he's decided that he's gonna go by uh, Aunt Tammy for now on. No, I'm against that. That's when you say th that you're against it. Now when Aunt Tammy comes in, who used to be Uncle Tim, and he's got, he's got uh, stage four lung cancer, you lay hands on him and heal him and watch him, watch him repent of his sin. Just like, who did that? Who did that to convince the lost? He, didn't, he wasn't just a, against fest, but he did do that. It was an against and a for fest. A festivus for the rest of us. You're welcome. Yes, I was raised on Seinfeld. Now I want to tell you this. Launch it into the message. All that is done exclusively by God cannot be stopped. If it's God only, it cannot be stopped. Can the will of God in your life be stopped? Yes, because you and I are involved. And what we're talking about today, just to put a little preview in there, is we're talking about the conflation of the will of God unfolding and the will of God not unfolding. The will of God not unfolding is oftentimes called the will of God unfolding. Mass failure is called the will of God. There's a big difference between the rejection of the will of God and the acceptance of the will of God, but they are both conflated one with another. Most Christians believe that the will of God is unfolding in their life, and it's not. From whom much is given, much is demanded. Is much coming out of you? If it's not, listen, I'm not talking, I'm being sweet right now. I'm not talking about heaven or hell. I'm talking about the will of God. Look at rudimentary Christianity. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, right? But then, so you have that, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. And then, you, then you've got Matthew 7, 13, and 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way. And few there be that find it. But the will of God is that all men are saved. But when you mix humanity in there, most people aren't saved. So is the will of God always unfolding? I know, see, a lot of you are afraid to answer that because you've been trained in the sovereignty of God that no matter what unfolds, it's the will of God because it's the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God does not mean in command of all. 
Do you think it's the sovereignty of God when a, when a pedophile molests a seven-year-old girl? Sovereignty of God. That's just the plan of God. The will of God is unfolding. 42 million abortions a year, sovereign will of God. No, it's the failure of humanity. And those two things are conflated. The will of God and the failure of the Christian. The will of God and the failure of humanity. You'll hear people dropping all the time, well, God's working in my life. You know, God put us together. You met your wife at a strip club. She used to go by the name Jingle Bells in December. That's not the will. Now, is the will of God for you to stay married? Yes. Because unless she's cheating on you or you're cheating on her, then you need to, be stay, you need to stay married, period. But don't go and pro- proclaim to people at a young married Bible study that God just put us together. No, it's the failure. It was the failure of the Christian to implement the will. What were you doing in a strip club? That's the will of God? But most Christians live that way. They don't believe they can do anything to affect their life because God's involved. It's exactly the opposite. They actually think psychologically that it's disrespectful to think that you can affect your own life. You know, it's, you know, it's God's business. It's God. You know, when people come up to me and say, you know what, Tom, you did a great job today. You know what I said? I don't, I'm not one of those people. Oh, it was just God. It was just Jesus. It was, uh, thank you. I go, thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Because it does. It, it, why? Because I'm pri- I know I can't do anything without him, but I have to cooperate. There is a, it is a mass deception inside of the body of Christ that conflates the failing of the Christian with the will of God. It's all just unfolding. It's not unless you take specific action. All right, let's look at this. Here's the infrastructure. When God is solely involved, he cannot be stopped. The offer, the construct, the infrastructure. This is right where we left off. Colossians 1, 15 and 16. I didn't give that one to you guys. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are on heaven and that are on earth. Whether thrones are visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Can't be stopped. You can pray against it all you want. That cannot be stopped. Period. You can't, you can't pray, God, you know what, stop the creation. Can't be stopped. This is the infrastructure. This is the offer. The offer of God cannot be stopped. The implementation of the offer can be stopped, but they're both called the will of God, and they're not. The will of God's the offer. The will of God is the acceptance of the offer, not the rejection of the offer. The birth of Jesus could not be stopped by anybody. The Pharisees and Sadducees could call every prayer line. Herod could call every prayer line. Pontius Pilate, the Roman Empire, and they could do anything and everything they wanted, cannot be stopped. 
But can the will of God in your life be stopped if you don't pray? If you don't seek the, the Lord and his will? If you're not obedient? If you're compromised, you put mask on your face? Can the will of God, can you be muzzled? Is it the will of God that you be muzzled? You walk around with a mask on your face? The other day, I just saw people. I was driving, I was driving up to uh, an airport in Tampa to meet Pastor Rodney. And I'm driving down the road. There's a family with a Prius, uh, not a Prius, a uh, Tesla. Driving down the road. They'll, they'll, I couldn't see anybody in the back. But the two in the front, alone together in a car. Still masked. I'm like, man. I mean, congratulations. Because you know what? To reach that level of galactic idiocy really does take effort. You are studying to show yourself approved. You really are. Congratulations. That here we are, 33 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. And there you still are. Amazing to me. Amazing to me. The birth of Jesus cannot be stopped. The life and ministry, those 33 years, can't be stopped. What anything the devil could do about it. What anything people could do about it. It can't be stopped because that, that is God alone. Number three, the stripes and wounds of Jesus can't be stopped. Isaiah 53, 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. Will never be stopped. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace. Our sound mind. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Cannot be stopped. Now, can you choose to not have peace of mind? It was put on Jesus' back. But if you don't receive it, how do you receive it? Receive it. How do you receive things? Say, I receive it. Lord, I receive your sound mind. Not God touch me. Touch me, Lord. Christians get into being almost crack addicts trying to be touched by God. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. Tom, don't you, don't you line people up and lay hands on them? That's a Bible verse. Touch me, Lord. Touch me, Lord. No, no, you just receive. Lord, I receive your soundness of mind because you've already done it. God, listen, God is not healing anybody today. He already healed you. By, your, by his stripes, you were healed. It's done. You just receive it. If you hear me, when, when, listen, I don't contradict the Bible. When we bring people forward for prayer, you will hear me say, receive. Now we're not asking God to heal. You won't hear me come and say, Lord, pour out your spirit and heal them today. No, I just go, Lord. Healed. We receive it, Lord. That's all you do. No, but if you don't receive it, many Christians don't believe for healing. He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Matthew 8, 17. But you have to receive it. And they choose not to. Well, God can't be stopped. He was just stopped by you. The offer can't be stopped. You can't take away that he was bruised for your iniquities. And by his stripes you were healed. You can't take away that part. That's the will of God. The implementation can be stopped by you. And the lack of that impl implementation is not the will of God, but it's always called the will of God. God's just working in my life. You know, I'm sad. I'm depressed. Can't wait to get to heaven. I'm infirmed. But God, you know, God is all over it. No, he's not. No, he's not. There's been a rejection of the offer but called the will of God. Mass deception inside the body of Christ. Because nobody wants to take responsibility. We're, no, 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 it's all about God. Listen, if it's all about God, then why are most people not saved? 
The offer is all about God. The cross is all about God. The stripes are all about God. The acceptance is all about you. Death, burial, and resurrection cannot be stopped. The reign of the Holy Spirit, that's where we're at right now, cannot be stopped. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. John chapter 16, 7 and 8, right? We're in the reign of the Holy Spirit that cannot be stopped. The beginnings of sorrows, which we are in right now, cannot be stopped. That's God alone. Can't be stopped. The rapture cannot be stopped. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Cannot be stopped. It's going to happen. The seals, the trumpets, the bowls, and the judgment of God to the place where blood is spilt to the level of a horse's bridle worldwide. Can't be stopped. You look at all these people that you're concerned about right now, how dare they be that detestable? How dare they be such liars? How dare they vaccinate? The numbers that are coming out about vaccination deaths are through the roof, which I've shared with you. But it's only the beginning. And they lie. And they tell, after you have a 40% increase in excess deaths coming from insurance companies, you still have the vaccine pimps and whore politicians that come out and tell you to do it again. You're like, how dare they? They're not getting away with anything. Nothing. They're getting away with nothing. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, oh Lord, how, oh, oh Lord, holy and true, how long until you judge and avenge our blood on the earth? They're getting away with nothing. Understand that. The fool hath said in his heart there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There's none that doeth good. Psalm 14, 1. They're getting away with nothing. Rest and enjoy your life. Vengeance isn't yours. It's God's. Enjoy your life. Stop walking around mad at Democrats. It doesn't do, Tom, you do. No, I don't. I do my spots. I go home and enjoy my life. I don't walk, I'm not going to give Joe Biden my mind. I'm not going to give the Republican Party my mind. My mind is God's. It belongs to him. I'm not going to walk around all day long thinking about the D.C. swamp infested, sewage infested cesspool. I'm not going to think about it all day long. I know what it is. I can smell it. I know when the lid's off my septic tank. I can smell it. His return cannot be stopped. There's a day and an hour that you and I can't comprehend, Matthew 24, 36. So stop trying. Enjoy your life. Well, he can come back in any minute, so you know I don't want to do it. What are you doing? You're doing the opposite of the will of God. You are to be fruitful, multiply, prosper, get married, buy houses, invest, enjoy your life. Thank you for that thunderous one clap. 
I didn't say to ignore the way of the ant where you store up. It's a balance. Do both. Enjoy your life. You're untouchable. The only thing you're touched, the only thing you can be touched by is God ordained martyrdom. Not car accidents. Not sickness, illness, or disease, infirmity, or anything else. You're not, you can't be touched by any of it unless you want to reject the will of God and then call it the will of God. Well, I'm infirm because God wanted to humble me. And I'm broke because, you know, it keeps me humble. And it's not the Bible. It's not remotely the Bible, so stop calling it the will of God. The great white throne judgment cannot be stopped. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire which is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. It's gonna happen. A lot of Christians, that's Revelation 20, 11 through 15. A lot of Christians, you're thinking, I, I, know, I have some friends of mine. If I told you where they lived, I'd give them away. There's some friends of mine, they're not in the room, don't worry, relax. <laughs> I, they're just a bunch of backslidden, Baptisty sort of Christians. One is, one, one's more of a Kenneth Copeland style, but they don't go to church, none of their kids are saved. And they just probably tell themselves over and over again, you know what, everybody's good. No, they're not. Is their name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is your child's name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Ain't nothing gonna matter to you, ever. All the how, everything, everything that your mind is on now, houses, selling houses, everybody's doing that in Florida, selling their houses, it's a crappy market now, but you missed it. Hold on now. Don't sell it now. You blew it. Sell it now. I'm going you know, to get this and, and get that. Someday I'm going to be happy because I'm going to be retired. None of that, first of all, none of that will make you happy anyway. You'll end up for the rest of your life trying to fill a God-shaped hole. Only God can fill the hole in your heart that you can chase. You can try RVs all you want. Finally got the RV. I, you know, all my neighbors do it. I sit and I watch them. You're like, Tom, don't you have a life? No. <laughs> Not really. I do whatever I want, whenever I want. So I'm a, I, I, I'm a people watcher. I watch. That's how I kind of look at this family. And I walk around. I watch my neighbors go through the process. There goes one on a motorcycle. Ain't going to work. Oh, there it is. There's the RV. Come up to me, hey, we're selling the house. Where do you think they're moving? Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm. Yeah. You're like, Tom, you're a hypocrite. You want to buy a house in Tennessee? I do. So I want to go there for November. I'm tired, I'm tired of having Thanksgiving with no CMs picking me up and carrying me away. <laughs> Every other part of the year, I love Florida. And I'm not looking, that's not going to be a transformative thing in my life. I actually hesitate to do it because I know what a pain in the butt it'll be to actually own a house somewhere else. And I'm lazy, so I don't really want to have to do it. I'll just, I'll just dump it on hope anyway. But I mean, <laughs> see, their eyes 
are fixed on something else. And we're told in Proverbs 23, 5, don't fix your eyes on something else. But they're my neighbors, they're, they honestly think, you know, it's just life, it's Americana, they're perfectly, co- they're Trump Republicans, very cooperative with vaccine and with masking and with social distancing, love to even espouse the narrative. They don't talk about it anymore, though. Strange, isn't it? Never have said they were wrong, though, but, you know, they aren't saying anything anymore. Never have come up to me, de- debated me, lost big time, because you better know your facts, you're going to debate me, because I do. Never have come up and said they were wrong, nothing. But they're just all about, you know, this thing and that thing and this school. Oh, the University of Florida. We're all a gator or we're all a Seminole. Who cares? Your kid is going to die and go straight to hell. You will watch your child be picked up by an angel of God and thrown into the lake of fire. University of Florida going to matter then? All the gator emblems or the seminal emblems? Whoa! Is that going to matter then? No. Maybe you ought not to put all of your heart on it. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? Proverbs 23, 5. It's all real. It's, listen, none of that stuff is real in comparison to God. Let God be true. Every, every man a liar. There's nothing. You're like, some of these things are real, but they're actually a lie in comparison to the truth of God. It won't matter. You're not going to stop the great white throne judgment. It's the construct of God. You and I can pray all along. Lord, we just ask you to never do the white throne judgment. And God's up there going, what? (laughs) The new heaven and the new earth cannot be stopped. Can't be stopped. There's no stopping any of these things. If you die in Christ... Even if you don't want to go to heaven, you're going. I'm just too sad to go to heaven. You're going. Can't be stopped. Nor can somebody who dies without Jesus. They're going to hell. You can't, it can't be stopped. You know, hell is, is, you're not allowed to say hell in church. It's off the menu, not here. If Jesus talked about it, we're talking about it. Period. There's no stopping any of these things. We can actually hasten them. 2 Peter chapter 3, 11 and 12. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. Because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. You want to hasten that? Yeah. Yeah, but in keep, what's the next verse? But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. It doesn't matter how happy you are here, it doesn't, will not compare to your, to your eternal destination if that's heaven. Be a new heaven and a new earth, period. And it cannot be stopped. Wow, is it already 1125? Who's been talking so long? Oh, it's me. There's nobody else up here. There's a mass deception in the body of Christ. And it's the same deception that's in the world. And that is the conflation of the will of God with the rejection of the will of God. How many times have you seen somebody go up and wins a Grammy? I just want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You ever seen their rap videos? Their Lord, Jesus? 
their videos are pure debauchery. And I just thank God that he's just unfolding his will in my life. If you have the same deception of the world, are you not conforming to it? The world thinks that they're part of the will of God too. Lots of religious people. And that's one, I'm not gonna preach about it this morning, but I will tell you, that's something that the Christian will list to quickly also. Religion. Go to religion. You know, because they, there's no romance in their walk with God, so they gotta put a cross on. Get a tat, big old Jesus tat. Mom on one side, Jesus on the other. They're not raising the dead, but they are scarring their body. Tats everywhere. No offense to you guys who are tatted. You're going, you can go into heaven. I'm just telling you it's not an answer or anything. Tats are Tennessee. It's the same thing. Go get it. You want to go buy out? Go ahead. You want to get tatted? Go ahead. You, you, go to, you, can, you can put I love Tom on your forehead. Go ahead. You're not going to hell for it. It's not a sin. It's just not a solution. That's what people do. You want to change your body? Go put the work in. Why don't you go to the gym and add muscle instead of going and getting a tattoo? That's it. That right there is very emblematic of most Christian spiritual efforts. I'd rather wear a necklace than prayer, Bible study, worship, and fellowship. You need to ask yourself the question this morning. Is the will of God unfolding in my life? It's a yes or no question. You need to ask, is it? Are you, are you just all about being an American? I love America. It's the greatest country that's ever existed. I'm just saying. Is that what you're about? Well, you know, we got this, we got that. What about the will of God? Well, what if the will of God makes me uncomfortable? Well, is he not Yahweh? Are you not? Why are you Lord when you're claiming Jesus is Lord? Another conflation. I've told you this before. If I was Lord of my life, I wouldn't need to be pastor in this church. I said this, it's funny. <laughs> I should keep my mouth shut at times. <laughs> I have a big mouth. I know it's shocking for, the, for those of you that are in this room. And I was sitting this, it was a Monday, right? Flew out Monday, right, it was all Monday. It was all Monday. Flew out with Pastor Rodney, flew up to Pittsburgh, for Pastor Rodney to preach at Revival today, at Pastor Jonathan's church. And I'm sitting in a room of pastors, and I was talking, and I said, I'm just amazed, or maybe it was on the plane, I can't remember, but I just said, um, it was Pastor Eric Garnian whose mouth just kind of opened like, as I said, you know, I'm just surprised that I'm, uh, you know, I'm a pastor. I'm not much of a people person. He's like, <laughs> it's true. I'm not. And it doesn't mean I don't love people. I love people. You know, this is, this is, this is stealing from Gladiator. I'm going to steal from Seinfeld. I'll steal from the greatest movie ever made, Gladiator. I try to be a man for the people, although I'm not a man of the people. Let's try to be for people. I'm not, I'm not some, I, I don't need an endless parade of people coming through my life. I don't. If I, if it was, if I was, if I was Lord, I wouldn't pastor a church. When I've told you this before. When I was going to college, I couldn't speak in front of people. Look at, look at this. What is going on right now? I'm, when I was in my 20s, I couldn't speak in front of people. Couldn't do it. And now, I mean, it, my, my will 
is to basically have my family. I don't want to be totally alone and sexless. We got married for a reason. <laughs> Jeff, amen that. And I, lo- I, love being, I love being around my family, but if it was up to me, you've heard me say it, side of a mountain, ski in, ski out, get out every day, clip my skis on, in Discovery, Montana, Discovery Ski Resort, Phillipsburg, Montana, that's where I'd be right now. If I was Lord, that's where I'd be. There's some sheriff's office people in here. Friend of mine retired out there, that's what he does. He's in the ski patrol now. <laughs> Not a great job. Discovery, Montana. Ron Locke, that's his name. He's out there. Great. I mean, we're, we're good friends. He's out there now. That, if I was Lord, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be on the ski patrol right now. I mean, I, they, I don't ski good enough to be on the ski patrol, but I'd call myself the ski patrol. <laughs> Made my own uniform. <laughs> Stopping people on the slopes. Halt! But if I was Lord, that's what I'd be doing. Now, here's the thing. The problem is, is that most people, they are Lord. They still can't speak in front of people, even though God called them to. They're still not pastoring, even though God called them to. Now, is everybody a pastor? No, but you're something. You're, you're, you're one of the fivefold, or you're an encourager, a contributor, a servant, a prophet, whatever it may be. But then you never know. They're, instead, they attend that which they are. They attend the church instead of be the church. Because they're Lord. And they conflate their Lordship with God's Lordship all the time. And their whole life they're saying, you know what? Jesus is Lord and his will is unfolding. What's the fruit? Now listen, you got to be somebody who's honest like me. Have you wasted decades? Look at me now. Have you? Just be honest about it. Why, why hide it? It's Yahweh. He knows. Just be like me. Well, yeah, but man, that's just a, that is just a harsh thing. That is a harsh horse pill to swallow that I've wasted decades. Well, you've always got Psalm 84.10. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Better is one day. So just be like me. I've wasted decades of my life outside of the will of God. Who knows what this, where this church would be if I'd gotten my life right? You're like, Tom, I thought you'd been saved since 19... I have been saved since 1987. I, I, if you want to call it a backslide, there was like a summer of that where I backslid. That's it, since that whole time. That's it. It wasn't even, it wasn't even summer, I take that back. It was a December that I was mad at God because my football team lost. <laughs> Talking about wasting your life, see what I mean? <laughs> Somebody's like, how can you be that way? I was just that way. When I was coaching football at Lemon Bay High School, when we lost, I didn't speak to a soul till Monday. Not a soul. Wouldn't go out with anybody. Used to make hope. She just basically despised me. And I'm like, I'm out. I don't understand how you can behave like that. Because we lost. 
but I have, and you got to do the same thing. People ask, how do I get to where you're at, Tom? Acknowledge what you are and who you are. I've never said I wasn't going to heaven. I never said God didn't love me. I turned from my sin in 1987. And then I wasted my life for three decades. Every, every bit of your, no, not every bit of my life. My kids are both saved. That's not a waste of life. There's things that I did, but overall, it was a giant waste of life. You have to just acknowledge it. There was no miracles. There was no ministry. You're like, Tom, weren't you pastoring at that time? Yeah, and I hated it. Most of the time. I've quit this church 500 times. I'm trying to think of exactly how many resignation letters I've written. <laughs> Had them on my phone. It makes you feel good to write them out. You know. I'll show everybody. See how convoluted you have to be? If you're wasting your life, you're convoluted. I'm sure. Right? Nobody cares. <clears throat> Northport going to shut down tomorrow if Tom leaves the ministry. Nobody's going to care. Just move on. But you have to come to the place of saying, you know what, Lord? Why was David a man after God's own heart? Because when he was confronted by Nathan, he said, it is me. He talked about a murdering adulterer. And David says, I would basically hang that guy by his bootstraps. Nathan said, it's you. And David acknowledged, it's me. He didn't run from it. He acknowledged it. Mass deception inside of the body of, of Christ is the conflation with the lack of the will of God with the will of God. And it's the same as what's going on in the world. If you're broke, I wrote a little list here. If you're being used... If you are sick, if you are depressed, if you are addicted or compromised, you're not living in the will of God. Stop saying that you are. Stop saying things that are antithetical to the word and the will of God and call it the will of God. Don't conflate the acceptance of the offer with the offer. Don't conflate the offer with the imp implementation of the offer. Look at this, Ephesians chapter one, verse three. Let me show you what we have. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Every means what? Every. What does it mean in the Greek? Every. Romans 8, 11, you have raising from the, God, raising from the dead power in you, every spiritual blessing is on the inside of you, period. Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? If you are lonely, depressed, addicted, full of anxiety, you're not in the will of God. Wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Soul, mind, body, healed. If it's not that way, you're not in the will of God unless you are accepting it. What do I mean by that? 
Right now, if you are like me and you are not perfect, and if you think you're perfect, you are more deceived than anybody in this room. You, are, you can instantly shift to the will of God with this simple acknowledgement. Lord, I am not there. What do you want to unfold in my life? I receive it. Now you're in the will of God. But then he's going to come now. He may start with this sentence. You're a jerk. <laughs> what are you going to do then? Just like David. Will you say, it's me? Or will you say, no way, God. And then you're right back in it, and then you're going to start calling things that aren't the will of God the will of God again. He'll give you step one. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Psalm 37, 23, Psalm 119, 105. It'll be illuminated right before your eyes. The next step, what is it? It's not gonna, it, listen, not every step is a glory walk. Oh man, that feels so good. Paul prayed, I'm crucified with Christ. Do you think it's all going to be something that feels good? He's going, listen, it might be. It might be, it might be great. Some of you, if you understood the power of an apology, it would change your life. You never apologize for anything. You know how, you know how freeing an apology is? I'm not talking about apologizing for things you didn't do wrong. Don't be that person either, because you're just lying. I'm going to appease my wife. I'm going to go apologize. Did you do something wrong? Why are you apologizing? Well, you know, happy life, happy wife. That's not a Bible verse. She ain't happy, the whole house isn't happy. That's not a Bible verse. Man up. You know what will make your wife happy? Be a daggum, testosterone-filled man. Be a man. Well, she hates when I do that. She'll learn to love it. It was down on the inside, that's what she wants. She may be trying to create a lesbian relationship by transforming you into a woman, but what she really wants is for you to be a man. Tom, why do you always crusade on that subject? Because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching kids punch their parents and their parents go, <laughs> he's just a genius. He's just not challenged. <laughs> give me your kid. Sign a waiver, give me your kid. My kids never punch me. I see it all the time in the church. Kids collapsing to the ground. I never dealt with that. Well, that's because your kid didn't have the acronym my kid has on him. Take your acronym, spin them sideways, and shove them up your own caboose and be healed with that suppository. <laughs> ADHD, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Hyperactive disorder. No, it's called boy. Boy. I had a relative of mine try to label my son that. I'm like, no, he's just a boy. You want him to sit still? Watch. Sit there. You know what he did? He sat there. He knew. All that, hyper, all that hyperactivity went away as soon as I told him, you sit right there. Some of you are like, that's impossible. You're just a horrible person. No, you're just, you're just an ungodly parent. You shouldn't be grabbing your kid on the ground and having him pull away from you. That never happened in my life, ever. Ever. The moment there was resistance, it was corrected now. That's the God way. 
Well, the will of God's unfolding. The will of God's unfolding in your child's life is you don't discipline them? Really? Wait, wait, you know, you know where, where their correction will come? With the blue shirts or the green shirts. I was a miracle worker at Venice High School. Miracle worker. All these kids had these different diagnoses. <laughs> Bipolar, hyperactive, ADHD. <laughs> but when I came in there and said, you know what? You either sit down or you're going to jail. All of all went away. I'm a miracle worker. <laughs> Waymaker, miracle worker. I got a kid in the office of Venice Middle School. Spit right between my eyes. Hit me right between the eyes and came drooling down the right side of my nose. I remember it to this day. He had all, he had all the diagnoses. But when I charged at him, <laughs> smashed him up against the wall and took him down, Handcuffed him and took him to jail for battery on a law enforcement officer. He was very calm on the way to the jail. Very calm with me. He's very respectful from that moment on. I knew that kid from seventh grade to twelfth grade. Never had a problem with him again. All of his all of his disorders disappeared when I walked in the room. You know why? Because of the wall. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle, baby. It gets worse here every day. Guns and roses. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you've been told that you have all things, is there a difference between having all things and using all things? Then why do we call everything the will of God then? If you have all things, but you're not using all things, then how is it the will of God? What, what, what's, what's an example of using all things? You've been made rich. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, it's not the blue-haired lady on God TV. She's not the only one who espouses that virtue. It's the Bible. You've been made rich, but you believe that it's a virtue to be poor. It's not a virtue to be poor. You're out of the will of God if you're poor. Whoops. Yeah, but narrow is the way. If you find it, I know the Bible, probably know it better than you. That was speaking to people who weren't saved. Yeah, but now that you're saved, it is easier for, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven, right? We got it in Mark, right? We got it. But that was speaking to people who are lost. It may be hard for a rich person to get saved, but you're, are you saved already? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty, that you through his poverty, that you through his poverty might become rich. Why do you reject it? Give it all away. If you're worried, when, Psalm 62.10, when riches come upon you, don't let, you know, if you're worried about that, if you're worried about being owned by riches, when riches increase, set not your heart upon them. If you're worried about it, just give it all away. Become a mega giver. Fund the gospel. Amen. 
So is there a difference between having all things and using all things? Big difference. And by the way, just letting you know, you have all things. The only question is, will you receive it? You have raising from the dead power on the inside of you. Will you receive it? Well, I've tried and I've failed. Have you ever heard of the word supplication? By prayer and supplication? Do it again. Why is it that people will train for a myriad of things in their life, whatever it may be, and they fail and they fail and they fail, but they keep trying. But when it comes to God, he gets one chance. I prayed that one time. I fasted that one time. Nothing changed, so... Well, how long ago was that? 37 years ago. That's it? You, you trained to be a lawyer or a doctor. You have to intern as a doctor for four years after four years of medical school. And you gave God one chance one time? Well, it doesn't work. I prayed over Aunt whoever, and she didn't get saved, so it's now it's over. No, you've been given all things. It's just unbelief that blocked you. Get back in the game. I've prayed for countless people that didn't work. Why? It's unbelief in the camp. It's work to get rid of unbelief. I pray over it every day. Every day, Lord, dispel as much unbelief in me as you are able today. In Jesus' name. Do you do that? If you don't, you're out of the will of God. Do you pray without ceasing? If you don't, you're out of the will of God. Do you study to show yourself approved? If you don't, you're out of the will of God and calling it the will of God. And those things reveal the will of God. If you don't do those things, you won't, the will of God cannot be revealed to you through unbelief. You cannot see it. You're actually blind to it in the entire time calling, call, saying that the will of God is unfolding in my life. You don't even see the doors that it will open for you. A lot of people are like, you know what, we're starting, we're doing this fast, we're on, this is what, the, End of the second week, right? It's hard. I love food. I'm never hungry on a Sunday morning until I started this fast. I don't even eat on Sunday mornings. I don't eat till the afternoon, but no, because I know I can't eat till six. I'm hungry right now. It's 11, 11.48. I'm never hungry at 11.48. Now I am, because my carnality's going, no. But through crucifying carnality, I will be able to see. I will see open doors. I will, hear the, I will hear the voice of God. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not, not of works, lest any man should boast. So you have, so if it was all the, if, if it was just God, it's just God's got nothing to do with me, then that verse has to be taken out of the Bible. Then everybody's saved. We, need, we can just close down the church. It doesn't really matter whether we have church or not because everybody's saved. No, it has to, you have to do your part. What's your part? Faith. You know, yeah, and that's just receiving too because you're receiving the faith of Jesus. But you have to receive. You have to do, you've been given all things, the grace of God, all things, every spiritual blessing. But are you using them? The sickness, illness, disease, infirmity, lack, depression, anxiety, bad marriages, you're out of the will of God. Stop saying, well, you know, God's just moving us on. You know what? God ain't moving on nothing unless somebody's sleeping with somebody. Even then, if you want to forgive, you can forgive. God's not moving on anything. You're married, you're married. Fall back in love by force. 
kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. I'm not talking about physical human effort. I'm not talking about hitting anybody or violence. I'm talking about, you know, you, take, you, want, you want a great marriage? And it's all, listen, it never needed to go south. Never had to. The reason why I went south is because you walked out of the will of God. Most Christians believe that their husband or their wife is the answer to their life. And when they, they're shocked when they find out they're not. Yeah, they're just a person. They're not Yahweh, they're not the Holy Ghost, they're not Jesus. They're a person, like you. But you're in. You want to fall back in love? Give it to God. It's not, and, and here's the thing with that. Give it to God does not mean, Lord, you know what, here it is. See ya. <laughs> Give it to God means wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord is like a waiter. Prayer, Bible study, worship, fellowship. Any, any restoration that you need in your life, you're gonna have to wait on the Lord. Wait on him. Lord, what can I do? Can I take your order, Lord? That's waiting on the Lord. Not just standing there doing nothing. Man, is it really 1151? We got a lot more to get to. It's mass deception. Mass deception inside of the body of Christ, which is the same mass deception that's in the world. The will, the will of God conflated with the rejection of the will of God, and they're both called the same. Both called the will of God. And you know, you can find it. You know, we need to, 2 second, uh, second Corinthians 2.11, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices, right? So what you need to do is look out into the world. Is there, a, is there an example of this sort of mass deception in the world? There is. It's called equality of outcome. Ever heard of that? Equality of outcome is a lie. What it's supposed to be is equality of opportunity. See, the world does the same thing. The world's actually, the world has implemented that which the church is following. You're going to have an equality of outcome. It's all the will of God unfolding. Because we're going to guarantee that you have a certain outcome. No, it's opportunity. It's the construct. It's the offer. The opportunity is what can never be rescinded. Not the outcome. See how the world actually has set forth the theology of the church. You should reject it. I embrace the opportunity of the offer of God. Not the certainty of an outcome that I reject. Not the certainty of an outcome that's offered by the offer that I reject. Oh man, this is harsh. You're saying that we reject a lot of things. Are you struggling? I'm pretty, listen, am I, am I where I'm supposed to be? No, I just have acknowledged things. You're not getting anywhere until you acknowledge things. Listen, the thing is, I'll give Alcoholic, Alcoholics Anonymous credit for one thing. Not a big believer in those programs, I'm just telling you. I'll give them a credit for one thing. You, you can't get treatment there until you do what? You acknowledge who you are. Hi, my name is so-and-so, and I'm an alcoholic. You acknowledge it. It's not, this is not, here's the thing, people, that I, I was watching one of my favorite preachers last night, and he habitually said, I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm not trying, stop saying that. Condemn means to deem you useless. I'm saying the exact opposite. I'm saying that you're mighty and powerful and that you're the possessor of all things. I'm just asking if all the cars are in the garage and you never drive them, 
You're the possessor of all things and never use any of it. First Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a lion, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So always somebody, something trying to steal who you are and lying to you. That's all good. It's just the will of God. Just comply. Come on. Take one for the team. Together alone, alone together. Save grandma. Take the vax. It's always somebody. There's always somebody. It's just the will of God. I know, listen, I know that you're addicted to porn. You're living with your girlfriend. But you know, you're, you're, it's like a parent talking to their child. You're raised in my home. Jesus is working in your life. It's not true. It's a bold-faced lie. And people, will, people, people are afraid to even say that it's a lie because it violates their version of Jesus, which is humanistic love. Love is the Bible. God is love. Jesus is God. And the Bible is the word and the word is Jesus. So the word is love. Period. But people are actually even afraid to say to people, oh, you know, God is not working in your life. It's absolutely true. Narrows the way. If you find it, why would you not say it? It's antithetical to their version of the Bible. I mean, have they ever read the book of Revelation, about adding to the word of God. If anyone adds to the words of this prophecy, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life. Sorry, Calvinists. In order to take away your part from the book of life, you had to have been written in the book of life. Amen. And you preach a different gospel because you want to appear loving? Because your prerequisites of love are nowhere in the Bible because the Bible is way too offensive for you? So if you have the devil walking about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, telling you that you are the, the will of God is unfolding in your life as you reject it. What do you do to solve the problem? The verses that preceded it. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Humble yourself, Ephesians 4.14, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. The will of God's unfolding when it's not. That's a doctrinal issue. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 1 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, or 2 Timothy, I can't remember which. 2 Timothy. Colossians 2, 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. You talk to people like that? Are you, are you, go to, go to somebody. Are you living under hollow and deceptive philosophy? Well, you know, I don't understand why all the Christians are mad about masking. And the reason why that person is like that, they live under a hollow and deceptive philosophy. That it's loving to muzzle human beings. 
I just, you know, I think it's loving to not rock the boat. <clears throat> Who's the biggest boat, boat rocker to ever have existed? You whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones, full of all uncleanness. And you won't tell your child that they're going to hell if they're watching pornography? I told you this last week or the week before. I told my daughter she's going to hell because she's lying about pooping in her pants when she was two. <laughs> oh, oh, harsh. Why is it harsh? Who put the age limits on it? The CDC? <laughs> Who's just discovered? Oh, you know what? Strokes might be related to the vax. Well, by the way, they exonerated themselves this morning. I don't know if you read the article. The CDC, after an exhaustive study, has concluded that blood clots have nothing to do with the vaccine. She should never share philosophies with any of these things. I'm going to say something that I always say on the podcast because there's over 200 people watching right now. And we got 800 and we got 850 something chairs in here. Is that still right? 856 chairs, probably 150 empty. So we got about 700 people in here. I will never get this. I will never understand it, ever. And I know a lot of you watch the podcast. It's very redundant for you because I say it every podcast, but I'm gonna say it again. I will never understand how Christians who are ideologically, politically, theologically, and philosophically opposed to abortion, opposed to transgenderism, opposed to a one world, new world order, Opposed to the radical homosexual agenda, opposed to gun grabbing and confiscation of their weapons, but then take the vaccine from the people who represent all of those things. You oppose them, but you will take their metal rod full of their fluid and jam it into your bloodstream. You know why, they're, why Christians did that? Because they're out of the will of God saying the entire time that they're living in the will of God. They have no discernment because they've lived out of the will of God for so long, calling it the will of God for so long that when it was time to discern, they failed. Simple as that. It's called failure. Not a life lesson. All just learning. No, you know what? You failed. Last time I broke my device, I don't know how many I'm into now. I smashed it up against the weight bench in my garage. Not intentionally, but I did. Wasn't intent, I was intending to throw it. But as the motion went, I smashed it in the weight bench and broke another one. Broken a Mac computer, at least one or two iPads, whatever. So the last one I broke, and this is the newest one. This was the replacement. I get upgraded every time. That's why I smash them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I had to get another one. Hope wanted to punish me by sending me, what do you call the store? Is Aaron's, oh, Aaron's walking off. What, like a, the Verizon store. So Hope wanted to punish me by making me go there alone. I can't answer any of the questions. I don't know any of my passwords. I know nothing. I can't function without Hope. If, it's, if, it's, if I don't have Hope and I don't have Aaron, my ministry's over. 
I don't know how to turn the lights on in here. I don't know how I'm on that screen. I don't know what Aaron does in the podcast room. I don't know what Heather does. I have no idea. Without these people, I, I can't, I have nothing. I, I don't know. But Hope wanted me to go there to actually just have to enjoy the fruit of my labor. But Aaron knew, he didn't know yet that I'd broken my phone, but he knew that I needed a new phone. So Aaron's like, oh, I'll go with him. I'll help him out. So Hope's like, no. And I said, well, let him go. And Hope goes, well, then he's going to know that you smashed your phone. I said, he's like, one of, he's, like my, he's like my best friend. Who cares if he knows? He's going to know anyway. Just tell, just say it. Yes, Aaron, I'm the pastor of Foundation Church. Yes, it's 2022. Yes, I should know better. I got saved in 1987. But I just acknowledged it. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Yes, I failed. I don't, I don't live under a convoluted theology of hiding my offenses. Just acknowledge them. Amen, Tom. Amen and amen. There will always be somebody coming to you offering false theology. So I'll head towards the end with this. And this I, I, again, I sort of apologize for the redundancy here, but I want to bring this home. Is everything of God? Is everything of God? No. Who's in charge of the earth? The prince of the power of the air. So not everything is of God. Is everything the will of God? That's a yes or no question. Is everything the will of God? All right, so what is and what isn't? You need, you need, to, you need to be able to answer that question. I think it was Pete who just said it. The Bible is the will of God, period. Period. Took up our infirmities. Carried our diseases. Took them on. Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. That's the will of God. Well, it didn't work. Doesn't matter. That means the will of God was not implemented. We tried real hard. Good that you tried. I would rather die trying than live in defeat. I would rather die of COVID. I'd rather die of COVID than put a mask on. No, that's not using wisdom. That's not a Bible verse. I would rather die binding and loosing and losing than never binding and loosing and just go ahead and compromise. No. I would rather die standing up. Die standing up than live on my knees. If everything is not the will of God, then what is and what isn't? 1205, I'm heading towards the end. You know, it's funny because I got this awesome, I think it was Sherry Connors who sent it to me. They got, sent me a text about a woman who watches and I talk and she's like, why does he, in a very, very sweet way, why does he mention time and all that? Because we would kill for what they have. Sherry in here? Sherry, where is she from? Arizona. Arizona. They're like, you know what? We would kill for what they have. Do you, do you realize what we have here? I said we. I said we. I didn't say you, what you have. I said what we have. People don't have this. Anyway. Do you, how many notifications do we get? Just reg, reg, we get regular notifications of people who want to know what we're going to do. We have no church. 
They're trying, they're traveling, they're traveling, they're trying to find things. Everybody's, everybody is weak need. Nobody preaches hellfire and brimstone. Nobody preaches the word. Nobody preaches God wants you well because it might offend the unwell. I don't care. They're only, I'm their hope. You're their hope. How will they know unless someone preaches to them? You're going to let them die because you're afraid of offending them? You, you may not realize what you have. You may be watching right now because you won't come to the church anymore because somebody offended you here. You have no idea what you've walked away from. I'm going to tell you what's out there in America. Nothing. Try it again. Let's do a social experiment. I'm willing to eat it. I am this confident. I challenge you. Go to, go to, go to another church. Go, go every other week to a different church. You, you will be in puke fest. So afraid of working a nerve, they say nothing. Nothing. Don't dare tell people that it's God's will for them to be, to, it's God's will for them to be well because then you're going to hurt the unwell. Don't tell people it's not God's will for them to be poor because then you're going to hurt the feelings of the poor. It doesn't matter. You preach the word, popular or not, instantly. That's what you do. So closing with this. So if the answer is no, not everything is the will of God, then what is and what isn't? If it isn't the will of God, it's defeat. The will of God is the word of God. If that's not implemented, it's defeat. It's both defeat that it's not implemented and defeat is coming because it's not implemented. And it should be classified as so. That's what I do in my life. If you want an inkling of the ministry that I have, you're going to have to be transparent with the Holy Ghost. I failed. I apologize. I was wrong. I didn't go to Aaron when I smashed my phone and say, Aaron, listen, let me tell you, you know, I'm, I know you're at the time 27 and I'm at the time 53, but this was, you know, this is part of life lesson and I was, you know, out in the garage and uh, felt an unction and... Uh, it's good, it's a good opportunity to learn, and you know, plus I get an upgraded phone, so it's, you know, God's working for my good. Aaron would have quit the church if I did that. No, you just say it. I sinned. I sinned against God. When I smashed it, I was like, Lord, I ask your forgiveness for that sin through the blood of Jesus, and I turned from my sinning. That's what I did. I'll sit there and try to work it out. So what is the will of God? I am closing with this, with uh, one, two, three Bible verses. What is the will of God? Here's the redundancy. Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who are called according to his purpose. That's a qualified verse, though. Christians use that to say that the will of God is unfolding in their life. If your business stinks, it's not the will of God. If your family stinks, that's not the will of God. He is not working for your good. The only thing that he's working for your good, if your marriage is a mess, if you're sinning, if you're compromising, is trying to draw you back. That's it. He's not, he's not using your compromise and your rejection of the word of God for your good. It's a qualified verse. I've been lost in this for a month. Because Romans 8, 28 is qualified with 27, and nobody reads 27. Why is that? 
Because it puts, it puts the responsibility on the believer. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. He is working for your good. In that, he's listening to how you pray. Are you praying the Holy Ghost? That's the good he's listening to. Not your compromise, not your sin, not your worry, not your fear. Not your bad attitude and working for your good. The only good he's working is what the Holy Spirit is telling him to do. It's only good. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. That's the good that he's doing. He's honed in solely on the voice of the Spirit. Do you speak in tongues? That's your spirit praying. You should constantly pray, Lord, bring my mind into subjection to my spirit. Bring my, my spirit into subjection to the Holy Spirit. Pray that every day. That's what I do. Pray it. That way, when you pray, that's where Psalm 37, 4 comes from. Delight yourself also to the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is just give people every desire. Your desires become his. Which, by the way, his desire is for you to be rich. His desire is not for you to be owned by riches, but his desire is for you to be rich. Why? Why does he want you to be rich? So you can give it all away? No, he wants to be rich both for you and for others. Isn't that how you are with your child? You want them, you want them to have a great life for themselves and for others. Why, what? I, I know I've used this, this analogy a couple times. Those who get upset, and this makes some of you think, Tom's gonna pull up in the church in a Ferrari. This is why she's laying the groundwork. I might, I don't know. But you have all of these people. Here, here's the voice, ready? I just, I, just, I, I just find it absolutely reprehensible that Jonathan Shuttlesworth is driving, is flying around in a private jet. It's just reprehensible. All, all, of those, all of those dollars, all of those thousands of dollars can be given to the poor. Now let's compare. I'll use Pastor Rodney as an example. Pastor Rodney, last year, gave $20 million to other ministries. Is he rich? Yeah, he's rich. He's rich. He lives in a house that's always being remodeled. It's funny. It really is. Been, they've had that same house for 20 years, and it's always being remodeled. He's always a project guy. Always. Is he rich? Yeah, he's rich. Well, now, the person who says, is this reprehensible? Okay, that person? That person gave $74 away. Two missions. And he gave 20 million. Let's just put the pot like this. Say there's 40 million. Reprehensible. 40 million. And the, and the pastor kept 10 million for himself, but gave 30 million away. Versus the guy who says, it's just reprehensible, you're flying around in a private jet. Versus that guy who has $40,000, 
and didn't tithe and gave $87 to foreign missions. But yet, the Christian's evil for keeping the 10 million but gave 30 million away. Even if he kept 30 million and gave 10 million away. Even if he kept 39 million and gave 1 million away. He's living the gospel more than the poverty principle guy. See it? And yes, if there have been abuses, yes. I hate the abuses. Well, you know, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, you know what, Bertha? Do you, do you have the prayer cloths? Do you have the prayer cloths that we dipped in the River Jordan that we're sending to, that we'll send to anybody who sends in a hundred dollars? If you send in a hundred fifty dollars, we'll send you two prayer cloths. If you send in, if you send in a thousand dollars, we'll send you a prayer rug that's dipped in the River Jordan. Do I hate the, yes, I hate the abuses, but that doesn't trump the will of God and the word of God, which is the will of God. Worship team, make your way. You're welcome. There's a whole lot of the Holy Spirit speaking in those verses, amen? And what does the Holy Spirit say? Closing with this, John 16, 13. Actually, close with John 16, 13, and one more verse. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, the Bible, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And now what's on you? Jude, verse 20, titled, Maintain Your Life in God. Beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Because that's the good that God will do. He answers the Holy Spirit as he prays through you. He's not working for your good in the midst of your mess, no matter how many times Amy Grant sings it. (laughs) Beautiful the mess we are. It's not beautiful. It's a dung heap. It's not beautiful a mess I am with with my stack of destroyed devices. It's not a beautiful mess. It's an affront to God. It's hypocrisy. I can say it. Why aren't you? You don't want to say anything negative. That's not a Bible verse. It's not a Bible verse. Amen? Amen. Praise you, Lord. Get something out of it? Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. We are so lucky. I'm closing right now. It's 1217. You'll be out the doors. If you need prayer this morning, prayer teams will be on both sides of the stage. Come on up there. You'll be out of here by 1220. It's 1217. Is that good? We don't realize what we have. We take it for granted. I love this church. There's, there's two other churches that I love, but I love this one the most. I do. I love, I love Revival today in Pittsburgh. I was just there on Monday, like I told you. Great church. I love the River Church in Tampa. Great church, but I love this church the most. You're the, you're the greatest people on the planet. Now take a hold of what God has for you and go from where you are to the mountaintop. Amen? Stand with me. Praise you, Lord, and praise you, Lord. Closing right here, Aaron. Every hand in the air we receive out of the kingdom of heaven. Say it to yourself. Say, I receive. We receive out of the kingdom of heaven all healing that's needed, all victory that's needed, all understanding that's needed, all wisdom that's needed, all bridges that are needed, all walls that need to be built and all walls that need to be taken down. 
we receive all of this right now and I prophesy before you today that the will of God will unfold right before your eyes and the will of God is yes and amen the will of God is for your benefit not your detriment in Jesus mighty name and the church shouts love you all Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.